Okay, good morning traders. Very, very welcome to today's early morning trading plan session, which is your opportunity to be prepared for today's trading opportunities. Um, so today now is um, Thursday, the 3rd of November. And yesterday we had a very, very volatile trading day um, with, um, with some very important news events uh, over the course of yesterday's trading. And it certainly did um create a bit of a response so we go straight into it now this is where we do our analysis this is where we sort of try to understand what's going on in these markets um and uh how we're going to try to position ourselves uh and and look for what we refer to as high probability trading opportunities in these markets so if we can just start with our risk warning just be broadly mindful of the risks involved in trading these financial markets uh, take a brief moment to familiarize yourself with our Risk warning currently up on the screen. And just as a very quick introduction, um, all profitable traders, they need to consider which markets to trade. So trade selection is, 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 is very, very important. Are you one of these traders that just look at one or two markets? Or do you look at the, the breadth of, of the uh, different asset classes? So you get to understand the flow of capital on a, on a global basis. That's what we focus on. We, we want to see where is the capital moving um, and, and try to, to, to capitalize on that. So global capital flows are important for us. That's that risk on risk off dynamic that we talk about all the time. So then once we've identified which markets to trade, where do we then want to enter those markets consistently? Uh, where do we also want to exit? At what point does your trade fail? and you no longer want to be in it. That's how we look at stop losses. It's a little bit more different to, um, you know, it's actually putting putting a line in the sand and saying if prices get above or below this particular level, we no longer want to be in this trade. And then it can present opportunities at slightly better prices quite often. Um, how do you then manage risk? Hopefully you are able to expose a certain amount of a percentage of your capital in each trade um, if you're starting out, that should be on the lower side, anywhere around the 1%. If you've got a bit more experience, you can certainly uh, trade with a little bit more risk, maybe 2% uh, on occasion, maybe 3%. But try and keep that, especially in these current market conditions, if you keep that risk lower, um, you, you know you won't be um, dealing with the downside psychology of, of trading these markets, which is the last point. Trade management as well is an important part. Um, we had some good conversations yesterday just regarding, you know, like how do we go about managing trades? Well, we've got a, a very uh, simple and straightforward rule. Um, however, we're a little bit more proactive than that. We're a little bit more um, active traders, really, with our decision making. And, and if we're in uh, a good, strong, profitable trade, we, we look to let that winner run uh, and see if we can get a multiple of our initial exposure. Um, but initially on the surface, we do look for two times our risk uh, with every trade we get into. We want to be able to achieve that. We want to be able to do our analysis on a technical time frame to actually determine, are we able to sort of see two times our risk? And if we are, we'd probably get into the trade. And if we're not, if we have really, if we're selling a market, we have really strong support. And uh, let's say we, we risk 50 pips but there's really strong support at 25 pips or 30 pips lower, we're, we're probably not gonna get into that sell trade. We're gonna wait for a, a slightly better opportunity that makes a little bit more sense to us. So trade management, very, very important. Um, mitigate risk when we get those opportunities to have price moves in our favor. 
Um, we want to take risk off the table, like we're going to do to like shortly uh, with our euro yen trade, which is performing quite well, and um, our trade in psychology as well. <clears throat> it's not just market psychology that you have to deal with, i.e., the, the the behaviors of the markets that we're trading. These are global markets, often manipulated. They can behave in in quite strange manners on occasion. So that's market psychology. But you've also got your own psychology as a trader. You have your own needs, wants, and desires, and and stresses and anxieties that will 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 play a, a bit of a role in your decision making. Um, try to work on that if you possibly can. Try and be as stable as you can. Take all the pressure out of your next trade. Uh, if you're feeling pressure when you take a trade, you probably won't be able to 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 focus and concentrate on what's important. Um, all these little things are all very very important. Um, this live trade room is designed to prepare you for today's trading opportunities. So yesterday's live trade room would prepare you for yesterday's moves. Um, so each day, each morning, we'll probably have a slightly different um, understanding of what's going on, what's driving markets. So it can be different from day to day. We address these considerations live in our trade room every day. So every trade we get into, we, we kind of go through what we're trading, why we're trading it. We're getting in here at this for this reason, this is our stop loss. You know, this is the the sort of the risk profile of the trade. This is what we expect to see. Um, and, and just broadly talking about psychology. So we address all of these elements live every single day. It's a bit of a learning curve. It'll just take you a bit of time. And we're strong advocates of being consistent. If we're chopping and changing the trades we're looking for all the time, um, then, you know, from a learning perspective, it'll be hard to keep, to keep up almost. We're very accurate with our levels we're not they're not arbitrary levels they're very precise we're disciplined with our capital so we won't really uh, expose more than we're comfortable to expose in any particular trade and uh, and overall in terms of overall exposure as well we keep that quite conservative uh, and being patient as well so um knowing when to pull the trigger and when not to pull the trigger okay so let's get straight into it then we'll start with a, just a, a brief understanding of the news flow so all in all, yesterday, our analysis was pretty spot on. Um, trading it proved actually quite quite challenging. Um, so ADP numbers, if you remember yesterday and the day before, we had, um, from a fundamental perspective, we had the, the first alarming move in the markets, which was a bearish move. Prior to that, we were really quite bullish. Lot, lots of discussion about Fed pivots and, and things of that nature. Then the jolts, job opening numbers come in. So that just means, you know, how many jobs are available for the amount of people that are looking for work. And that number jumped significantly. So that means that the economic condition is not too bad if, if employers are looking to, to take on more people than was anticipated. Then we saw a really strong non-farm payroll number, your private um, non-farm payroll numbers we're expecting 178, you know, come in 60,000 jobs more than expected. That's quite sizable. So the jobs market is very, very strong. The Fed are trying to see a weaker jobs market. Then we saw um, that we had the FOMC, we had the statement, we had the federal funds rate. Uh, and we were saying yesterday, we're pretty much nailed on for 75 basis point rate hike. And that's exactly what we saw. And you know, the, nothing really has changed uh, from meeting to meeting as far as the Fed is concerned. Nothing of any material note. They still have the dot plot. We're still in broadly in line with that. 
Um, obviously, we probably won't be going at, at 75 basis point rate hikes. Maybe there's one next next meeting in, in December. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to see how these markets play out over time. And we'll have to monitor the figures in terms of inflation, uh, unemployment, um, uh, and a whole number of other quite important um, indicators re regarding growth. So we've got high inflation, sort of stagnating growth, and, and uh, our, our mildly lower growth. Nothing excessive, nothing too too overly concerning. The ways in which the Fed want to impact the markets are not really working just yet. Um, there is a lag behind these rate hikes, so um, that needs to be taken into account as well. But the price action of this event was really quite significant. Um, we started to see some initial selling coming in. Um, we started to make new lows in the build-up to the FOMC, and we saw a really vicious um, positive initial response. So we had really broadly bad news and a really positive response. And this is what we're sort of discussing an awful lot at the moment about how um, bad news can really be a, a positive for these markets. And um, But what we saw was um, the, the move that we were anticipating kicking eventually. But um, and we'll probably move on to that now in terms of the charts. Just to have a look at today's news, we've got slightly lower CPI monthly numbers than expected uh, for the Swiss economy. And we've got another big central bank due to do, um, do their stuff today. Again, 75 basis points from 2.25 uh, up to 3%. So you can see they're, they're one whole percentage point uh, lower than, than the Fed um, with further rate hikes anticipated. So, you know, this talk of a, a Fed pivot um, from Jerome Powell's own mouth was, was premature. Uh, which is basically what we've been saying for God knows how long that that this Fed pivot sort of um, angle in these markets driving prices higher is is a nonsensical uh, bit of belligerent kind of price action, bit of belligerent manipulation. And as you can see, they keep getting burned. So it, it is important to, to pick your side, to look what, to decide what you're looking for. Um, and for us, we're looking for that rollover to the downside, which we now have. So the only big news today really is, is from the BOE. So we're expecting those 75 basis point rate hike. We would also assume that that's probably exactly what we'll get coming out of the UK. Um, ISM services, inflation numbers it's it, it looks like it's going to come in um positive uh, above 50 represents expansion uh, below 50 represents contraction so um manufacturing is contracting slightly but services is still expanding so broadly fine and then once we've got through the boe then we our, our attention will suddenly shift to non-farm payroll numbers um again looking at a quite positive jobs market uh, unemployment rate very close to uh, 40, 50 year lows at 3.6%. So again, these rate hikes are not filtering through just yet, but the higher the rate hikes go because the Fed are so late to the party, um, they should have acted maybe six, eight months earlier. They, they failed to do so, kept calling this inflation transitory this time last year, and then they decided to act, but it was far too late. So now the pain and the misery 
it needs to be a lot more. And uh, we will get further rate hikes. We will be above 4% in the US pretty soon. At the next meeting, we're probably going to get another rate hike. We'll just assess a bit closer to the time whether that's likely to be another 75 basis point move or will they actually just taper slightly going into Christmas, um, but perhaps a 50% a 50 basis point move. So really complicated dynamics in these markets, guys, at the minute. We must sort of take that into account. And as a result, let's show you the, the moves that we've seen. Really strong, bearish moves uh, over the course of yesterday. Um, with the with the dollar, which is our bias certainly to the downside for the dollar, um, we had really choppy price action in the sense that we 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 broke daily highs. So it was looking really um, the initial response, and I, and I'll, I might just um, we might just have a look at this. I'll have a look at the the pound and also the S and P. Um, so what we're looking at is a market that was grinding lower. Uh, if I just get up my pen, just bear with me a second. So this was the first indication here uh, on um, Wednesday, which was the the job, the jolt job opening numbers. So this market determined actually quite aggressively actually the, the jobs market is not really going as the fed would like then we saw a really prolonged sideways moving response nothing too unusual there and then we saw you know these markets begin to grind lower just prior to um the fomc so the broadly speaking the, the move that we saw yesterday during the day was very supported with the adp numbers uh, much Again, positive news for the economy. You know, more more uh, employment um, is, is bad news in terms of price action. So we did see some continuation to the downside. But then look what happened. As soon as that news came out, we saw this this move here from uh, thirty eight twenty up to um, let's say thirty nine hundred. And unfortunately, we had our stop loss just in at these levels in here. And um, we were looking to sell this market. So we were very close to a really sizable winner, but we, we did get stopped out and we did sort of trade lower size because of this potential news event um, in the pipeline. So we we don't know at the point when these markets are, are and we said a stop loss is just the point at which you no longer want to be in the trade. And that, that point is, is just above the, um, the 38.75 level. So we saw this market push higher. I mean, this market could have really pushed up to any particular price. Um, it's so hard to to get to get to grips with what happened. It just so happened it moved an extra 20 points higher, um, that, which is obviously nothing in hindsight. Then before the big move kicked in, which was clearly to the downside in a very, very short period of time. So again, like we saw, um, um, if you can see, technical analysts can 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 see what happened previously. We've had this little move. Then what did we get? We got this sideways moving pattern. Now, eventually we've got this particular move, which is quite sizable in a 15 minute chart. Uh, so over an hour and a half, we saw a really strong move. And now what do we have? We have this little sideways moving pattern again. So you can see the nature. So 
what we're anticipating at some point is is that next next leg to the downside so that's what we can position ourselves for and this is the s p 500 same situation for the pound dollar except the price action was a lot more uh, let's say vicious um, so again this is the adp strong roll over to the downside you know quite a large sideways moving market and then we got this little spike we didn't just break the the previous highs the 99 uh 54 level um you know we got up to 9980 level so um a sizable move to the upside and this level could literally go to any any particular it could just push just a couple of pips it could push higher we just don't know that the volatility that we're likely to see at that point it just so happens we rejected those highs and this is the proper move to the downside and then what do we get we get the sideways moving pattern and now we've got this further move to the downside so very simply for us we're going to be looking for the pullback into the 9800 and we're 20 pips away from perhaps getting into a sell trade and we've got nice neat uh, stop losses to work with now because we've given it time over the course of the evening and over the course of the Asian trading session as well. But just broadly speaking, just really quite messy market conditions. So our analysis is quite simple and straightforward. It's pretty much continuing yesterday's uh, momentum. So we're looking for further downside uh, in these markets. We can actually put a 37. So the S&P to the downside below the 3748. Um, where are we? Let's do the same for the US indices. So the Dow Jones, that same level would be. So we can just look for the US indices to the downside. The 20, the 32,100 would be a strong sell, sell trade for. Um, so. Are we likely to get more than, than just one really volatile trading day? That's kind of the question now. Will we get the continuation we're looking for? Uh, we assume so. So US indices to the downside, that's very straightforward. We did well to kind of stay out of the, the, the FTSE and the DAX. We were, at one point, we were contemplating getting into them uh, and, and the Nikkei as well, um, Bitcoin, Took a very small roll over to the downside but nothing is is, is happening really with bitcoin currently um so looking at us oil we do like us oil higher it's not the recent price actions not filling us with any any huge confidence really so we can back off that we want to identify the high probability trades the, the better trading opportunities um gold we like below the 1631 16.31, we can certainly expect prices down to um, the 16.15 level down to these lows. So this is where the big moves are, are currently, you know, kicking in. And it's uh, it's the dollar strength trade. And, and all of these markets are, are really quite supported with the US 10-year. And we're now up at 4.15 uh, and the US two-year as well we're seeing uh, we're now up at 4.68 so we're making new highs across the bond markets these are putting pressure to the downside um not quite new highs with the 10-year 
but um, that's probably likely to be the case pretty soon. And this um, this 4.6, it'll, it'll kind of show you the where the, where the Fed would probably need to go to. So it looks like we're going to be pushing 5% pretty soon. We'd expect further upside across the the, the two-year Treasury notes, Treasury yields. Um, we're probably squeezing up to 5%. So unfortunately, that just implies further downside for these markets. We're not going with the with the pivot talk. We don't like to... Um, we don't really want to give that too much too much airtime because it it's it's pretty ridiculous thing to, to try and listen to all the time and the, these are your big analysts you know Morgan Stanley and uh, and Goldman Sachs and all that kind of stuff all talking about fed pivots and just pure nonsense so um so dollar strength quite easy to see we we we'll get in and we'll see where the best opportunities may lie um you can see the strength Last couple of trading days been really choppy. Now we've got a bit of clarity. We're looking for further upside, further dollar strength uh, across the board. And we've got uh, plenty of room for these markets to move to the downside as well uh, if we get continuation. Uh, Euro pound not really doing an awful lot. We're doing well with our Euro yen trade so far. We, we, we're looking at breaking profits just slightly lower, about 50 pips lower. And um, we will certainly stick with that trade. So overall, we got into two trades yesterday, took a small loss on the S&P, uh, and we're, we're currently seeing a winner in the Euro-Yen. So um, we're marginally up overall yesterday, but we still expect a little bit further to the downside. So we'll, um, we'll hopefully end broadly positive and the pound-Yen as well, beginning to take that strong roll over to the downside. The problem is, if we're going to trade, if we look at the, the should we trade the risk-off trade in favor of the dollar and the yen. The, the dollar-yen is telling us we should probably be looking at the dollar pairs. So that's what we'll go ahead and do. So, so really, our, our trade plan is very similar to, to what we were looking at yesterday, although yesterday's price action was particularly um, aggressive and really quite choppy and lots of people jumping into the upside and then them really taking a, a big hit. Um, so... So now we're dealing with really quite strong risk-off market conditions. So there's an appetite for safe havens and the dollar is the... So market is coming out of risk, it's coming out of your equities and it's moving towards safe havens like, um, like the dollar. That's the primary safe haven at the minute. So that's where the flow of capital is moving to on a global basis and that's where we want to look for our opportunities in the dollar-related assets. Broadly speaking, we've got we've got a euro yen sell trade currently. Um, so U.S. indices weakness that's going to be maintained. U.S. dollar strength again be selective. Um, we'll take out U.S. oil. We'll put in gold. Looking to sell below sixteen thirty one. Um, let me just double check that sixteen thirty one um, and. We're not going to be trading the, the, the Euro-Yen further much, further to the downside. So yesterday was all about the FOMC and the jobs data. Today it's all about... Um, uh, if we look here today, Thursday, the 3rd of November, we've got... Um, no, we, we'll take that out. 
I don't think there's any major surprises there that that's likely to be too influential for these markets. 75 basis points expected. That's what we would anticipate. All right, then, guys, listen, we'll wrap it up there. We'll post uh, into the chat box uh, our trade plan. So feel free to, um, to take that away there. Yeah, um, uh, Simonas, um, are we showing all the trades on the screen? Then you do it. Um, I guess you missed a lot this week. Um, so you've got our trade plan. I've just posted it there. So that's what we're looking for. That's where we identify over the course of the trading day the the, the highest probability trades. And it's US de denominated. So we're looking at US indices to the downside. So and the dollar to the upside. So we are looking for um, that inversion. So we've got um, the S&P, NASDAQ, Dow Jones lower. We have things like um, the Euro dollar, pound dollar, Aussie dollar. Just be mindful of the pound because we do have big news at 12 o'clock. So that might change the pound slightly. But um, we're all looking at those markets to the downside as well. So it's just a, a day of sort of bearish moves. And what it discounts is, it discounts other markets, it discounts other directions. So we're not looking for buy trades, for example. Um, we're just looking for indices to the downside, dollar to the upside. And also there's potentially a gold trade below the 1631 as well. So this this deals, if I, if I go back to um, uh, this here, it deals with which markets are we going to trade? Where are we going to enter those markets and what direction are we going to trade them? So it deals with the first part. And then our live trade rooms deals with our exits, risk management, trade management, and psychology quite often as well. So um, hopefully over time, this will, uh, this will kind of make a little bit more sense. Yeah, so look, we'll, we'll transfer now to the live trade room. Uh, that's our trade plan, guys. Please take it away if you need to. And uh, we'll be trading this trade plan now over the course of the day would be uh, would be more than likely. And um, we'll hopefully have a good trading day if we get that continuation that we're, we're focusing on. So on that note, guys, thanks very much for joining us. As always, we're going to switch rooms now. We do Tradies Markets live every day from 8 a.m. for the European session. Uh, and again at 12.45 for the US trading session. So if you want to join us for that, very welcome to do so. Just go to livetradingroom.com for more information and we'll speak to you soon. My pleasure, guys. On that note, listen, take care and we'll, uh, we'll see you shortly. Bye for now.